This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. The topic of addressing climate change is one that has drawn the attention of millions of people across the U.S. and around the globe. It's also drawn the attention, at least here in the U.S., of the Biden administration. So that to that end, could it also be a tool used by the Treasury Department to potentially influence the actions of the Federal Reserve moving forward? Christina Skinner is an assistant professor of legal studies and business ethics at the Wharton School. She recently wrote an opinion piece for The Hill on this issue, and she joins us right now. Christina, thanks for a few moments. Greatly appreciate it. Hi, yeah, it's great to be on the show. So climate change is, as you say, a top agenda item for the current administration. And it's an issue that's started to intersect all of the things I've been looking at in the past several years. So what are the powers and ideal role for this newly created institution, the Financial Stability Oversight Council? What is the appropriate and legal relationship between the Treasury and the Fed? And what sorts of issues has Congress given the Fed the power to address? You know, on this particular opinion piece that I wrote for The Hill, I think watching the first meeting of the FSOC under its new leadership of Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen really underscores the need for us to scrutinize two questions. So first, does the Fed, the U.S. Central Bank, have the legal power to address climate change? And if so, how? And two, what is the proper role of the U.S. Treasury via the Secretary's leadership on the FSOC Mm -hmm in regard to shaping the Fed's approach here. Is there one? So I, I think the, there, there's a bit of irony in this process in the fact that it is Janet Yellen as the Treasury Secretary, who obviously is formerly the head of the Federal Reserve, and, and the issue of independence. And the, the issue of independence around the Fed is something that's been talked a lot, especially in the last few years. It was during the Trump administration. It now is is right now. But you would expect that Janet Yellen having these roles should be able to respect the independence of the Fed, correct? Yeah. You know, I have a tr- <laughs> I have a tremendous amount of respect for Secretary Yellen. And, you know, as a former Fed chair, yes, she knows better than any the importance of these boundaries. And really, the problem that I'm identifying is in many ways with the design of the FSOC powers itself. It's an oddity, perhaps, you know, not noticed or dwelled upon by the framers of this institution, that the yeah. FSOC can wield this kind of power over the Fed. So I'm talking about, you know, making recommendations about what to do against the backdrop of a very long and specific history where the Fed has worked very hard to remain politically independent from the executive branch. You know, it's also notable that this is an asymmetric power that the FSOC has, which is to say that the FSOC can make recommendations to the Fed, but there aren't mirror image statutory guardrails to keep executive influence transparent and in check. But I guess then the question becomes uh, the FSOC, the Financial Stability Oversight Council, seeing climate change as an impact to financial stability of this country. So, yes, Secretary Yellen sees climate change as a financial stability risk. I think it's pretty clear, though, that the Fed is undertaking rigorous research and analysis to assess whether and under what circumstances climate change could be a financial stability risk from its perspective as it affects its mandates. It's not totally obvious. As I've pointed out in my own research, 
systemically important banks' exposure to carbon-facing industries like automotive, oil and gas, it's very small. It's in the range of 3% of total wholesale loan exposure. Meanwhile, the equity capital of these financial firms far outstrips their exposures. So the Fed really needs to do more thinking and modeling on whether there are other transmission channels that aren't as obvious. You know, and of course, climate science and human behavior is itself evolving and changing, right? So the key Mm -hmm. thing here, I think, is in as much as we think about operational independence and as much as we think about political independence, this decision-making independence is an important facet of the umbrella of Fed independence, too. Right. And and when you have an issue like climate change, which, as I said at the top, is so is viewed as so important by so many Americans right now, if the Fed does not address this one way or the other, it could, you know, potentially have them viewed as not caring about climate change, I would think. Well, we are a society bound by the rule of law. Our agencies and our central bank are creatures of statute. They only have what power our elected representatives in Congress gave them. So if the American people want the Fed to do something that it does not have the power to presently do, then the Congress would need to revise its mandate. So for other reasons, I don't think that would be wise. No, simply because there's an important economic issue on the horizon does not necessarily mean that it's the job for the central bank. There are a number of such issues trade, immigration, economic relations with China, just to name a few, but they're not necessarily a job for the Fed to take on. You know, not only does the Fed not have clear legal authority to address the various issues implicated by climate change and these other issues, you know, but why would we want the Fed to do it? History doesn't look kindly on central economic planning. And do Americans want a central bank leviathan? You know, so as much as we want the government to do something about climate change, right? The particular issue that I've been addressing is, is this a job for the Fed, right? As Paul Tucker says, the Fed, you know, is comprised of unelected power. And I very much see the democratically responsive institutions as the first movers here. Uh, About a minute left, because you also refer to something in in your piece called Green QE, which obviously we know quantitative easing. It's obviously been in the in the uh, in the conversations over the especially over the last decade and a half when you go back to the Great Recession and now where we are right now. But this is kind of a, a, a unique kind of twist on it, especially with the impact potentially of climate change. Yeah, absolutely. And, so you know, I get into this in my research. I think, you know, the Fed is a nuanced institution that wears a lot of hats, right? I think very differently about something like microprudential supervision, where the Fed is engaging firms, you know, on an individual supervisory basis and thinking about how their credit risk assessments are evolving to account for climate change. You know, I see that in the wheelhouse of the Fed. I would put something like Green QE, which you just mentioned, on the opposite end of the spectrum, right? And this is, you know, using the Fed's balance sheet to buy green bonds in order to make the financial system greener. Now, I think something like that would be pretty unwise, and I'm almost certain the Fed would not, of its own accord, want to take this on. You know, first of all, the Fed just doesn't have the authority to buy private bonds in the relevant provision of the Federal Reserve Act that we'd be talking about here. So that's a gating issue, or it should be. You know, and the government shouldn't push the Fed in this direction either. There are a host of really problematic due process issues 
with a central bank that sort of leans in to direct credit toward one sector or another. Christina, I have to end it there. We're right at the end of the hour. Thank you very much for your time. Christina Skinner, who's Assistant Professor of Legal Studies and Business Ethics at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.